What's going on, Bulls Nation? And welcome in to the CHO Bulls Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app. Use promo code CHO when you sign up. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Join in studio by my guys, Big Dave. Hello. Bow. Bow. B-A-W-L Bow. Sports. Will the Goat Gottlieb. Will underscore Gottlieb. Our pal producer, Joey Spathis, on the controls. Follow that man. He is at Joey Spathis. 21. We are at CHO underscore Bulls. Gentlemen, just wanted to start today's show by acknowledging the immaculate vibes that went down on this very set mm-hmm. last night as we watched our CHO Blackhawks crew and Blackhawks fans everywhere yeah. celebrate getting the number one pick in the NHL draft. Woo! God, I was so happy. That was a fun I time. I was so happy as a Hawks fan myself. I was mostly so happy for our Hawks crew here. Yeah. Who just went through a really trying season. Bulls fans know what that's like. Oh, yes, absolutely. A uh, couple of things. One, but they actually succeeded in the tanking plan, whereas the Bulls well, drafted seventh for three I'm, straight years. I'm glad you said that because, <laughs> one, shout out to Jay for saying he like he thinks this is good karma because the Blackhawks were not tanking. They actually were trying to win every single game and going out there playing hard, but they just failed like that because they weren't a good team. So he feels like it's good karma coming to them for not tanking and actually just going out there and playing. So shout out to Jay for that. <laughs> shout out to Mario also for because I ran into him before I got here, man, and we chopped it up, man, and just told him how I felt him so much Dude. watching that. That was like me and you the, doing the Mario shit. Primal Scream. Oh, my God. When they got the number one pick last night. <laughs> was amazing to watch, dude. It was special. <laughs> Lastly, I was concerned about two people, and that's Lawrence and that's Kevin. <laughs> I was concerned about both of them dudes. If you read their tweets and what they were putting out, I was very concerned about their lives and what was happening. I was like, a lot of sh- I'm shaking right now going on. A lot of just things. It was it was very they, concerning. They look really happy right now, though. No, yeah, but it's the next day after they, they you know loved, loved ones talked them down off the ledge. Yeah. They brought them out. I the think house, I, I may have watched this video now twenty times. The video of the Blackhawks guys reacting yeah. to oh, them yeah. pulling the yeah, pick. Yeah, I have to. And I think Mario's reaction gets a lot of the attention. My favorite underrated part of the reaction, I was going to mention this to Lawrence, we got to find a way to clip it, is like you get a really good fist pump. Let's freaking go from Jay right right when they get the pick. And it's just like he just literally his face is that of like a third grader who has just gotten who, who got the same news, like third grade diehard Blackhawks fan who just found out they run the lottery. Like mm-hmm. that's what it felt like. They were just Jay was so it was, actually it was winning unbelievable. the actual lottery. Yeah. I, I also love that at, they were sitting here just to impatiently clinging to their seats. And right before the dude on the broadcast flipped over the card to reveal the Hawks, Jay goes, flip it! Like, he was so <laughs> he was so impatient. He was, like, going crazy with anticipation. But that's what's awesome about doing this. Because in, in the end, no matter how professional you are, your fandom comes out. Yeah. No matter how much you're trying to tuck it in. That number one pick hit and just fandom flew out of all of them, dog. Yeah. And the real them was shown on the screen. Same with the Bears. Same thing, man. When when that uh, play happened in Houston, in the Houston game. Right. It's the same thing. The, when the Texans got that last second victory over Correct. the Colts in Correct. week 18. I cannot fandom, believe bro. they did that. That was crazy. See, fandom, man. You never know what can happen, dog. This is why we love sports so much. It this is. is um, speaking of, I am rocking one of our several awesome, dope, Chicago Blackhawks uh, tees mm. from our CHO merch locker. We're having a sale on them today. Having a sale. $23 mm-hmm. for any and all of our CHGO Hawks gear it's a good in number. that merch locker. 
Check them out. Get yourself some fresh ones. There's also the the pretty new one uh, we made in honor of. Oh, Captain, my captain. Oh. You see the awesome Captain C there with all yeah. of the career uh, stat accomplishments of one Jonathan Taves. The host of one also absolutely fire. So I like good. their retro one too. Yeah. Just like we have a CHGO basketball retro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're all dope. They're all on sale today. Mm. Get them while you can. Merch Locker, hot? CHGO. Mm-hmm. Bears with the first pick. Mm-hmm. Obviously traded back. I Hawks see. Got the uh, first pick. Mm hmm. People in the comments are talking Bulls? about it. Buckner's talking about it. Yeah, where is your belief on the Bulls getting that first pick? Where's your belief at? Mine is not high. percent <laughs> is and, where and mine. That's what their belief is, and that's the difference. I was just screwing around doing some tankathon spins mm-hmm. a couple days ago. Like you do. And well, I was playing 2K, and I was trying to decide. Like, you know, I was look, just looking into, like, some, some of the possible scenarios and, like, spun it a couple times. Bulls land up. In, at the top four a couple times. So it's like, mm-hmm. that just reminds me. It's the, the odds are low, but it is possible. I can tell you exactly how low. You, I know you can. Percent. But it's, it's, uh, but I'm all in but on it. Possible. But no, but I'm it's like, I'm saying it. I spun sure. it, I spun it multiple times and the bulls ended up in the top four, like yeah. a couple different times. So it's not the craziest, like it not can the easily, thing. they can easily back their way. We got to start pet. doing, uh, the daily tankathon spin on our mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. I agree. Once <sighs> that spin. Where's your belief, man? I know. I just think we should save all of that mojo for the real thing. Save them? Nah. You know, like what, what, what's exciting? I, I get that some people enjoy it, but to sure. me, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go to Tankathon.com and hit spin <laughs> until the bulls jump up. Yay. You know, that's what Joey did. What that's did exactly I accomplish? <laughs> nothing. You accomplished nothing. And all you did was get your hopes up that something very, very unlikely is going to happen when it's the real time. For the ping pong balls to be ping ponging, <laughs> you're setting yourself up for disappointment. I can't wait for I, him to be look, a father. <laughs> I I love the fact that Chicago sports fans across the board with the Hawks winning lottery last night and the Bears getting the number one pick and getting that haul for it in a trade before the draft. It was like, dude, it's, it's the Bulls' turn. We're up. It's 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 our turn. Yeah. What? How are we also going to get that lucky? I did really? just do it, I think, 12 times before the Bulls got uh-huh. in the top Here's four. Here's the deal. <laughs> 12, the Bulls right? have – we have one week mm-hmm. where there is some optimism to be had. All of it. No, no. One I need week all of y'all after that, if they don't, this. If they don't get the pick, then they don't have anybody to draft. We know what their cap situation is. It's going to be hard to – like, this is the time where we can go all in on potential optimism. This is the opposite this of the is, big Dave. This is why you get in the lottery. <laughs> you, get in you know the what lottery. I'm saying? This it's is possible. It. This is all we said and talked about, and now everybody's like, yeah. I don't know. And then if they do get it, they're going to be like, well, what? Uh, they won't get Wimbledon. It's going to be the same shit, man. At, be dude, happy. All those years when the Bulls were a team that should have been in the top three and weren't when it comes to the NBA mm-hmm. draft lottery mm-hmm. – I'm not getting my hopes up. All right. As far down as we are. Don't get them up. But if, have, if, if, if I'm pleasantly <laughs> surprised if they do jump up, great. I'll be happy about that. But I'm not setting myself up for disappointment. <laughs> it's I like got you, enough going on up here. And it's a lot of disappointment going on up in there. It's like it's all you're about here, sir. Let's just go ahead. No. It's draft time. It's not Put all, it in the draft. It's not all disappointment. You know why? Because of the Blackhawks? Well, that. And... and our guy, Alex Caruso, was Yay! named to first-team all-defense today. Segway pack. First-team all-defense. That's how he rolls, sir. That's what I'm talking Professional. about. Professional. Professional. That's why he's the GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Will, you called this. Yeah, this is and, all Will right You called here, this earlier on this season while was- Caruso was having this great season. And, knock on wood, after the fact, 
staying healthy for the most part. Mm-hmm. Played the most games he's played in his NBA career. That's why. Uh, in a single season up to this point. And thusly was very much in line thusly. to get these honors that he very much deserved. He was outrageously good this year. I'm really happy that the Bulls were conservative with his minutes per game. Um, obviously, you had the freak injury on the dirty play last year that took him out of the running completely. But he's always been a guy. The way he plays, it's hard to stay on the floor. And for him to get as many minutes as he did, I believe it was career high, yeah, 15, 75 minutes, uh, 67 games played. And, I mean, the top of the league, not just like top 10 or top five, but like in most cases top one in terms of defensive impact metrics, Mm -hmm. EPM, defensive Raptor. Like he's just – he's – He's the gold standard for perimeter defenders. I know he wasn't the the top vote getter for guards, but like it was I would have been pretty disappointed if he was only second team and shocked if he didn't make it. Absolutely deserving of first team. He was that good for the fifth best defense in the league. Um watching him play, all the advanced numbers back it up. I mean, that dude is just sensational. Yeah, um I think the key of it as as he stated was health. because uh, I think he would have definitely been first team before like you said last year uh he would have been first team then as well because we were talking about that early on when he and Lonzo was like man the Bulls could have two guards both as first team all defense so yeah it's not surprising we just wanted to see you know him actually be healthy and make it through the season to so we can give him these flowers and these accolades that he so richly deserves and as everything Will pointed out is correct man he he was absolutely awesome for the Bulls great stabilizer on on the defensive end um, you don't have to worry about his side of the floor too much when he was over there, whichever side he was roaming to, and he loved to roam. Mm-hmm. And that was also one of his uh, good qualities right there. You can also look at the impact he had on guys like Io and gaming guys like Kobe White and how their defense uh, changed and improved under Alex Caruso. Um, just how exciting it was to watch he, him and Patrick Beverly on the defensive end was fun too to watch that as well, man. So. Yeah, he, he deserves all of this. And I saw a lot of people saying they didn't think he deserved that. A uh, couple people talking about Luke Dort or Derek White or guys like that. Like, no, bro, like the numbers will tell you much differently mm-hmm. what, how important Alex Caruso was to this team. And like you said, if it's a top five defense and you're the best defender on that top five defense, you're first team. That's the rules. And not only just the best defender, but, like, the guy that makes the whole thing work. Um, I posted a thread a few weeks ago towards the end of the season about all just, like, the incredible numbers that back up this case for Caruso. But he's one of the few guys that I think is elite of the elite on the ball and away from the ball. Mm. The way that he can defend the point of attack, the way that – when Patrick Beverly came over, he sort of transitioned, transitioned more to an off-ball role, obviously can do both and, and did so at a super high level. But to be that versatile, to guard Steph one night and mm-hmm. LeBron the next, mm-hmm. or John Morant one night and Giannis the next, mm-hmm. I mean, there just aren't guys that can do all of that, um, certainly not at the level that Caruso can. Mm-hmm. So to – and then the other, the other piece then, we've been giving guys like DeMar and Zach and Vooch credit for being big pillars of sure. – a top five defense, but like Crystal was the one that made it work. He wasn't just a, a piece of it. He was the engine that, that made that whole thing work. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm really happy for him that he got onto that first team. It was, it was absolutely deserving. Uh, Joe, do you have uh, some of those defensive stats uh, where Caruso was leading the league or 
damn near close to it. Um, take a look there. Uh, defensive estimated plus minus of plus 4.1, best in the NBA this season. Mm. Steal percentage, also best in the NBA this season. Block percentage, first among NBA guards this season. Defensive box plus minus, second among all NBA players this season. 109 defensive rating, first among guards to play at least 1,500 minutes this season. Statistically elite, as much fun as he was to watch, taking cookies every night. Yeah, that last one is the most impressive because that's among all guards. That means any position. Uh, at the guard, whether it's point guard or shooting guard. And he played both. Uh, mm-hmm. And he also played some three. Played some power well. forward. Right. He played that <laughs> as well. Um, so, yeah, that's what makes it even more impressive. And the size that he is also makes it more impressive because you can look at other guys that are a little bigger or even if they aren't bigger, just have, you know, bigger, you know, wider range, you know what I'm saying, that wingspan. You know, guys like Drew Holiday and things like that. You can say, well, you can point to that and say, well, that's the advantage. Caruso – you know, walking down the street, you'd be like, hey, who do you write for? You know what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't even just look at him and be able to tell that just off the rip. So it goes to his IQ as well when mm-hmm. he's on the floor, man, because – and also he's a coach on the floor many a time. Like, even when he's off the floor, you just hear him yelling these plays out and calling uh, the rotations out, like yelling at these guys, letting them know where they need to be. Like, he's just been incredibly impactful for this team man, on that side of the ball. Uh, people in the comments enjoying Caruso's success. Ego being saying, hell yeah, congrats. Uh, renewable and rechargeable saying, uh, AK going to capitalize on this valuable asset, right? Yeah. Got to get that trade value up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I mean, it's, it's hard to let go of a guy like that who is on as team friendly of a contract as Caruso is on. Mm-hmm. I, I get that <laughs> Bulls fans want to make some changes this year. I want to make some changes this off season. Yeah. And, I mean, I was even saying at the trade deadline, hey, man, if they're getting legitimate offers from a bunch of different teams that are heading to the playoffs and want to beef up their perimeter defense, if they were getting offers that were somewhere in the neighborhood of a first-round pick and or a good young player, mm-hmm. uh, my, my assumption is that they were listening. Mm-hmm. Will they listen again this offseason if people are still making those calls about Caruso? I mean, yeah, they should be making calls about him. And I'm still on the train of it's okay to trade him train. I'm still on that train. And this just kind of elevates it as well because you say, hey, man, this dude's first team all defense. Only because I know what he can bring back for you and the value that he has. Uh, will he be sorely missed? you damn right. <laughs> he's the best defender on the team. And like Will said, he's the engine that makes everything go on your defense. So, yeah, you take an engine out, yeah, that's going to hurt, okay? That's just how it works. Um but how, what are you going to do is the question. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you've seen your, your team with him. You know, you see the impact he has. Uh, but it didn't lead to you, you know, playoff success, which is the goal of the team. Right. So you'll have to look at everything as AK has said. But I don't even want to get into that because Alex Caruso is first team all defense, man. First team all and defense. And the eighth Bulls player to ever be first team all defense. So that is awesome for him to do that. Uh, yes. Uh, seventh player ever. Excuse me. Seventh. To get first team all defense. Um, the other six being MJ, Scotty, Dennis, Joachim mm-hmm. Noah, mm-hmm. Norm, <laughs> and Jerry Sloan. <laughs> Defensive player of the year. I said it like that MC guy at the uh, Paris NBA house. You know? <laughs> and a little, put a little flair behind it. Put a little peck on it. Um, first, on. First, on first Bulls player to get either first or second team All-NBA since 
Jimothy. Jimothy Buckets, mm-hmm. 2015 16, when he made all defensive second team, mm-hmm. which he also did the season prior and the season prior. Mm-hmm. Um, congratulations to Ash Caruso. Well deserved. Very awesome. Well deserved. So much fun watching him play defense in a Bulls jersey this past season. Yes. Will we be doing it again next season? We'll see. Don't know. Probably. We'll see. Joseph we'll see. in the comments saying trade value, very high. Hmm. Mm, he said, hmm. Beat Daddy Fish saying, blow it up. <laughs> You're not entirely wrong. Hey, man. Uh, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to dive into our uh, player evaluation for Sir One Patrick Williams, evaluating his third season. Oh, my gosh. Was that an audible groan from that Lawrence? That was an there? audible groan from Lawrence uh, over there, man. I got to tell you, man, when I was looking at Pat's stats last night, Pat comparing stats. last season to this season, mm-hmm. I was not a happy camper. <laughs> really? Oh, man. Matt no. Pet coming up after the break. <laughs> <laughs> While we're sharing some words from our friends and sponsors, do us a couple of quick, easy favors. Hit that thumbs up button if you haven't yet. Helps us out a lot. And subscribe to the CHO Sports channel if you aren't already. Also, you can multitask. Head on over to the CHO Merch Locker. Get yourself a dope Hawk shirt on sale today. On sale. $23. Bask in the glory of the Hawks getting Connor Bedard. God, I'm so happy about that. Isn't that awesome? Like, so damn happy. Just the reactions to everything, man. Like, it's just fun working here. It really is. It's what cool else stuff. is fun, Dave? Watching TV. Boom! That's also fun to do. Everybody likes doing that. Turning it on, sitting down, putting your feet up like I'm doing, and looking at myself right there and saying, damn, you look good. But you can also sit there and watch some awesome shows, 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. And I know what you're saying. You're saying, Big Day, who the hell do that? Let me tell you who do that. It's Fubo. They got all that for you, man. And you might be like, man, I got to go to the bathroom. I still want to watch this. I can't do nothing. You can stream from any device. Any device you got. Stream it. Take that right on in there to the John. Handle your business. But still, be watching what you want to watch. And you can watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. And you get a seven-day free trial. When do you get it? Immediately. And it's no contract. And it's no cable. And it's no hassle. All you got to do is sign up, sit down, chill out. That's it, y'all. 1,000 hours of cloud DVR. Man, that sounds like it's going to be expensive. No extra charge on that. Go ahead and take that right there. That's what they did. They said, get you a little something on top of that. There it is. Thousand hours for you, y'all. You can watch all the local teams while you're traveling. Those events that are coming up, y'all. The PGA Championship. The French Open. The WNBA. Shout out to the new Scott crew. Yes, Oh, the NHL Draft. As we've been discussing on the way. Number one pick. And the NHL and the NBA playoffs, y'all. Mm. And, of course, if you want to watch the Cubs and White Sox, You can watch the Marquee Network and NBC Sports Chicago. You can do all this with Fubo TV, y'all. So, won't you just sign on up and get yourself 15% off the first month of Fubo Pro. Seven-day free trial, y'all. 15% off. 1,000 hours of the cloud DVR at no extra charge. I mean, come on. And you all for sitting on your ass and enjoying what's on your screen. I love that. Isn't it the best? My favorite thing in life. Fubo TV, y'all. Sit down, chill out, enjoy. Uh, today's episode also brought to you guys by our friends at DraftKings. Y'all, we have two epic, critical Game 5s tonight. Oh. We got Sixers Celtics Game 5, Series tied 2-2, 6.30 tip-off Chicago time. Mm-hmm. Nugget Suns. 
Game five, series tied 2-2, 9 p.m. Central Time tip-off. So get your bets in! Sign up for a new DraftKings Sportsbook account with promo code CHGO to take advantage of that bet of $5 on an NBA money line to get $150 in bonus bets. Mm. Plus, of course, the no-sweat same-game parlays from DraftKings Sportsbook, where if you make a parlay for either of tonight's games or both, and it doesn't hit, if that parlay is uh, $10... Or somewhere from $1 to $10, you will get a bonus bet back for that same amount. So you can try it again the next night. Mm. And it being Tuesday, it's DraftKings Pick of the Week pick time. Week. Look at the Pick of the Week. <laughs> I'm looking at Nuggets Suns. I like the Nuggets to win tonight's game. Okay, They've been dominant at home all season. Okay. I think they bounce back. They almost... Managed to steal not one, but two of those games in Phoenix. They did. Needed miraculous performances from KD and Booker. In addition to the Suns finally getting some bench production, uh, I like the Nuggets in this spot at home tonight. I like the Joker to continue doing ridiculous Joker things. Dominating. So I'm taking a combo bet tonight. I'm taking Nuggets to win Mm -hmm. and the Joker to have a triple-double in said Nuggets win. Oh. That's plus 185 odds on DraftKings Sportsbook when I checked earlier this afternoon. Mm. That's my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Pick of the week. Promo code CHGO. Tell them to bring me my money. Yeah! <laughs> All right, y'all. We ready to talk about uh, Sir Patrick Williams? Patrick Williams. I don't, I don't even feel right with the you know using the name sir at the beginning of it i mean just being respectful what's wrong with that sure yeah (laughs) to my knowledge he hasn't been knighted in any way yeah that's true um yes but yeah i (laughs) rough i'm it's rough okay uh okay let's let's just let's just get started and see how long i can go before uh crying Let's take um, a bet on that. Will, how long you how long you think? What's the over under? Uh, four minutes. Uh, I'll take the over. So I'll take, no, the, I'll under. take the under. Yeah, I'll, I'll take, take the, under. the under. I'll take the under. I wanted to start by revisiting our remember we did leading into this season some prove it episodes where yes. we especially looking at some of the younger guys on this Bulls roster. Correct. We're calling out for setting goals for certain, you know, benchmarks statistically or otherwise. I remember well, yes. Um Oh, there you go. Look at Joey. Mm-hmm. Look at Joey. On the spot. On the spot. He's got so, 18 devices. Dave, I saw the yours was kindness is not a weakness. That's and I right. was like, oh, that made my heart feel what he's got warm to prove. and fuzzy. It is what he has to prove. Will and I are ruthless and set exact specific statistical goals for him to reach. Mm-hmm. He achieved neither. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted him either. to up his offensive <laughs> rebounding percentage to eight, <laughs> which isn't even that big of an ask when you look at some of the median of big men in the NBA and their offensive rebounding percentages, mm-hmm. but would have been a boost from the 4.6 that he had in his second season. Mm-hmm. Not only did he not achieve the goal I set for him of eight offensive rebounding percentage. How dare you? It fell. From 4.6 to 3.9. Dang! <laughs> Will, you wanted him to up his usage percentage to 18 or higher. Coming off of a season that was 14.2 usage for Pat in his second season. 
I'll, I'll let you tell the folks, the fine folks of Bulls Nation, did he achieve that goal? He did not. 15.7. <laughs> and honestly, I'm not super upset with that. I, I Went up by a point and a half. Yeah, I, I do think getting over 15 is, is a pretty big hurdle, especially given that he's playing heavy minutes alongside Vooch, Zach, and Damar. Um, he upped his three-point attempts per game, his three-point uh, attempt rate almost doubled. So I'm not terribly upset with this. I think that was a pretty lofty goal. But um, I, I do think it speaks to the fact that we're just not seeing a lot from him in terms of creating his own offense. Yeah. Um, as for mine, wanted to prove that Kyle's wasn't a weakness. He didn't really. But he mm. did, but he didn't. Because um, I, I needed it. I think the key word I keep coming back to for him is consistency. It was, again, just shown sometimes, and then you wouldn't see it mm -hmm. the next few games. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I need to be this way. Then you wouldn't see it. And then I showed up at, at the UC and yelled at his ass the entire game, and he showed it. I mean, he showed it. And then when I left, he said, oh, the, the, the yelling man is gone. Let me go back to doing what I've been doing. <laughs> so it just wasn't consistent. Um, it's hard for me to say I was super mad at it, but I was, it, it just wasn't consistent. I just You have to call it what it is. It was not consistent, and he just – when your rebounding numbers go down like that, that's showing it mm -hmm. right then and there. Because that's the one thing you wanted to see him improve is that. And more so than the scoring, because I think we all think he can score the ball. His numbers kind of show that. But it's that getting the rebounds and starting the fast break. Getting the rebounds, which is a defensive stop. Those kind of things. The boxing mm -hmm. out. You know what I'm saying? The not looking lost and lethargic on the floor. Right. Those kind of things is what I wanted to see gone this year. And I didn't see them going this year. They, they kept coming up, and it just, it just wasn't consistent. That's the bird I got. It wasn't consistent. I was looking at Pat's per 36 numbers um, to kind of just get a little bit better of an idea of what he did with his minutes compared to last season because his minutes did increase mm -hmm. from just shy of 25 minutes per game last season to just over 28 minutes per game this season. And uh, – Similarly, just like how I wanted him to grab some more offensive boards, and he didn't. Mm -hmm. Even when we were saying at the beginning of the season, when we were in training camp, we were hearing Billy Donovan talk about putting an emphasis on offensive rebounding. And I, that's kind of why I was leading that way with my, with my goal for bat, and even mm -hmm. still. Uh, but so for per 36 minutes last season, 13.1 points per game. This season, it fell just a tiny bit to 12.9. Mm -hmm. He did take more shots. Ten and a half field goal attempts per 36 for Pat this year, up from 8.7 last season. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, his higher volume of three-point shooting will, the three-point percentage dipped significantly. He shot 52 last season. I sometimes forget that. He mm. shot 52%, but it was on not even two yeah. attempts per game. Correct. This season, he shot double that mm -hmm. and still kept his percentage above 40%. Above 41%, 41%, actually. Correct, yeah. Um, so, like, there's some good and some bad. Some, some to like and some not to like there as far as what Pat did offensively compared to last season. I think it's, it's not a far stretch to surmise most Bulls fans are disappointed in the lack of offensive growth from Pat this year. Mm -hmm. But I always come back to what opportunities were there that he did mm. not seize to the fullest. And I'm not saying that he did it. I'm not saying I'm not absolving Pat right. of, res of of all responsibility for a lack of offensive development sure. and growth this year. But as the team's fifth offensive option, mm -hmm. maybe. But I think that's where Dave's uh, kindness is not a weakness comes in. Like 
you can't just wait for things to be presented to you on a silver platter. Yeah. Especially when you're playing alongside higher usage guys. But what did we hear from Billy Donovan, from everybody throughout training camp and the start of the year? Randomness, mm-hmm. right? Um, not playing overly structured, not relying heavily on DeMar, getting offense through more motion and more flow. Like, that should have afforded Pat opportunities sure. to attack the basket, to back cut, to attack closeouts, to get into his own shot. And we just didn't see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's partly mentality. I think it's partly just like, you know, being a little passive and like waiting for those opportunities to come, which they're not going to come if you're not ready to like step up and, and take those opportunities when they get there. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's I think it's frustrating in the sense that like the Bulls needed more help on offense. They were 24th this year. Like there there are low-hanging fruits in terms of ways that they could improve their offense. And mm-hmm. I think Patrick's a big piece of that. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's like I can understand from his perspective, he's playing with these three all-star, former all-star guys who are all super high usage, who all like to get the ball in certain spots. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you want to defer to them a little bit. But for, for him to step up and you look at other young guys around the league, like they're not waiting for those opportunities to come to them. They're going out and getting them. Mm-hmm. And we just didn't really see – we haven't seen a lot of that in Pat's career. True. I oh. mean, we were talking uh, about the all-rookie selections mm-hmm. on our show yesterday and pointing out the fact that everybody who made those rookie first and second teams are young guys who were thrust into huge roles right away because they were on young teams that were tanking or just coming out of tanking. Mm-hmm. So, like, th- there is that element of it as well. There, there's I, – I agree with the actual both points. Um, I, I used to complain that there weren't – things being run for Patrick Williams. It feels like he likes that better when things are being run, when he's got the ball in his hands, when he feels like he's involved, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that wasn't looked at or catered to somewhat, I had – it was like, okay, you give him one or two plays. Can't you? Can't you do that? But at the same time, Will, when he would have opportunities to do something, there was still way too many times where he was way too hesitant. There are many plays where – I'm watching the Orlando game pops in my head immediately when Zach passes him the ball and he passes up the shot and you hear Zach yell, oh, my yeah. God, Pat. <laughs> you oh, hear him man. yell this. Yeah, I remember that. I remember the games later on the season. I'm watching Kobe White visibly be frustrated because he would not take the shot. Like, dude, stop. Shoot the ball. Like, So when your teammates are doing that to you, that does not lend yourself to getting plays drawn for you. When you're continually showing the coach, maybe you're not ready to handle this kind of thing. So I get it from, from both sides. I do think opportunities should have been presented a little bit more to him, but at the same time, he didn't present himself to get those opportunities. Yeah, I think you also have to look at it in terms of like how other young players across the league are taking opportunity or establishing themselves within their role. Like Austin Reeves, for example, you know, the Lakers, I think, need a little bit more shot creation, and he stepped up into that role. But that's an undrafted guy. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like Desmond Bain a couple of years ago was the 30th pick, mm-hmm. and he's like a near all-star, fringe all-star caliber player who's now the second like offensive engine for that team. So, you know, that's part of those guys' DNA, and, and that's who they are as players. And obviously that's not the case for Patrick. But I think, and, and Mark said this all, you know, last summer and, and leading into the year, and I agree with it, is there are guys that can have a huge impact on the offense without any plays mm-hmm. needing to be drawn up for them. And Patrick should have been that guy. Um, he was at times. 
But like even you know you look at Javante just flying in transition, getting a couple of dunks per game. Mm-hmm. Like there there were just times most of the time you just like didn't even really feel him feel his presence out there. Mm-hmm. And Billy talked about that all the time. Patrick talked about that. Um, you know he's confident. He he works really hard. But for for some reason, that style of play of just going out and grabbing opportunities and creating something for himself, even without the ball, just hasn't really clicked yet. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we got a bunch of people chiming in with their thoughts on Pat. Um, Dumont saying Pat is raw and needs the freedom to grow. Tyler mentioning that it's also about player development. Uh, I, you know, that's obviously a, a common refrain from Bulls fans is does this organization have a player development problem? Um Renewable and rechargeable saying Pat is uh, happy to let everybody else eat. Has been since high school. How can we get him to want that bone? Can Mm. the dog be coached into him? The skill is there for sure. Um, Sahim saying, I think he needs to find himself. Let him find the inner dog, but we will have to be patient with him like Lowry. Dagger to the heart. (laughs) Like, for example, Dalen Terry had an 18 usage rate, and he's playing garbage time, and you kind of put the ball in his hands, but like, that's a guy that, like, every time he got on the floor, he was you, doing you know. Yeah. You know he's out there. Correct. You and, know he's out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. not to say that he and Pat are the same or that the role that they were put in were the same. The point is that, like, you can create something no matter what is going on around you. That's you true. have an opportunity to put your impact on the game somehow. And I think there are a lot of times when, certainly on offense, we just didn't feel that from Pat. Mm. Uh, all right, so th- with that, what uh, our grades for offense, I think we were pretty close across the board before we shift to our thoughts on Pat's defense. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, Will, you and I both gave him a C- on the offensive end. Dave, you gave him uh, a sturdy C. Mm-hmm. I just, man, I, I, I did not see it. I honestly contemplated briefly about giving him a D-plus. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to bump him from a D-plus to a C-minus just because of that factor of what room did he really have to grow this yeah. season. And plus shooting 41% from three. And, and was, I couldn't knock that. Yeah, he that was he doubled one. his three-point rate while maintaining 40%. So I gave him a C-minus. That was the one area where I do feel like there was tangible growth. Obviously, the percentage dropped, but he was only like 15 of 29 last year, just didn't didn't shoot enough threes to really for that number to matter mm-hmm. this year. He doubled his rate. I think he was one of 28 or 29 players who attempted as many threes as he did, but also shot over 41%. So mm-hmm. he was a relatively high volume, you know, three and a half percent is not like the seven that or three and a half attempts per game is not the seven that, you know, Zach is taking, but it's not nothing. And to shoot 40, almost 42% on those is really strong. Um, but to me, that was that was pretty much it in terms of signs of growth from Pat this year offensively. Yeah, um, the growth I would say offensively is I saw him be more aggressive this season than he was in the previous season. Again, it wasn't as consistent, uh, but I saw him did do that again. Uh, he's taking over uh, Matt Peck's favorite thing, which is the Lowry marking and miss dunks. Patrick Williams is taking over that role right there because he's going up strong. Correct. And he's definitely missing, but he's going up. It means he's winning most improved player next season, <laughs> correct. right? Correct. That's what it means, Matt. Follow Keep the that trajectory. Alive, baby. That's it. That's all you got to do. Follow the steps. It's a step by step, day by day. Day by day. Day by day. Um, but his points per game went up, obviously. 
I love the fact he played all 82. Yeah. That's also was a big, big thing for me. It's big. Which is why I just gave him a solid C for that because mm-hmm. uh, availability is, is the best ability. And the fact he was out there for 82, even doing what he was doing and taking all the, the shit and criticism and all that, but he's still out there game after game trying to contribute to this team. I gave him some love for that as well. But, yeah, offensively, it's got to be more. You know, you mm-hmm. have to do more uh, for this team offensively because they need more from you. So, hopefully he takes that uh, into the offseason. Uh, looking at uh, Pat's defense for a minute, um, I looked at a couple areas. He did bump up his uh, steal and block percentages a little bit uh, from last season. Uh, defensive rebounding percentage, however, fell from 13.8 last season to 12.0 this season. His defensive box plus minus increased from slightly negative, negative 0.7 last season, to slightly positive, plus 0.4 this season. Mm-hmm. I test-wise with me for, for Pat on the defensive end this year, it was a mixed bag. Okay, We saw him on some nights do a very commendable job, if not shutting down, very much so containing or hindering some of the most lethal wing scorers the NBA has to throw at you these yeah. days. Yeah. We also, on some nights, saw him get cooked, yeah. especially by some quicker guys that he was asked to guard. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the lateral quickness still, still isn't quite there with Pat. But to, to me, it was, it was a mixed bag. We saw him excel defensively some nights, and we saw him get exposed defensively some nights. Um, for me, honestly, that's a sign of a great defender. Uh, I don't know any good – I can't point any good defender to you and not point out times that they were cooked. Mm. Uh, that goes like even great shot blockers. You can't point out times when they, they weren't dunked on viciously. That's just how it happens. Um, but you want to do it more often than not is, is the goal, is to be more successful than you are not. I thought he did a really solid job uh, defensively. The numbers kind of back that up a little bit as well uh, about what he looked like defensively out there. Um, and, again, to be out there for all 82 and guarding the best wings in the league, mm-hmm. outside of point guard, that's the next most valuable position in the NBA is the one he's playing. And so whoever he's guarding out there is going to be valuable guys and doing their thing. And it was the games where it was very evident that he was shutting guys down is kind of what stands out more in my head. Like, oh, my God, he is clamping that dude right here. He is a problem. And not only doing that, it would lead to him starting the break. It would lead to transition and all that because defense can create the offense. Right. And I saw him do that more than I've seen him do in his time here and more consistently than I've seen him do uh, in his time here. I, I like him as a defender. I really do, and I enjoy him in that. I have less criticism for that than I did for his offensive side. Mm-hmm. Not saying there aren't things to work on, because you're absolutely right yeah. uh, in what you're saying, but I just thought he played way better defensively uh, this season. Yeah, I think the defensive end is where you can point and say, like, we saw growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he is a superstar lockdown one-on-one defender right. just yet. But, like, the signs are there, the way that he guards, especially some, like, bigger wings. And I was talking to Damar about this at some point last Flex. year, um, kind of asking, like, you know, you worked out with Patrick every day this past summer. Is this, like, the kind of growth that, that you're expecting? Are you frustrated with the lack of scoring? Like, what, what's kind of your analysis of how Pat has grown this year? And he said, like, you know, you have to understand, like, he's still so young. But we're giving him the assignment of – guarding the hardest player every single night. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is that matters so much. Mm-hmm. And I do think you have to factor that in. I thought he did a really good job of it. At, and 
they were the fifth best defense. Like I'm giving everybody a bump up because as a team, they defended at a top five level, which is like an incredibly challenging thing to do mm. with the personnel that they have. But even just in general, um, at the same time, the Bulls defense was better without him on the floor. Mm-hmm. He did get benched on the stretch of the season. And um, I think he, he, did. he lacked some <laughs> consistency. So yeah. I, I felt like he improved and got better. And that's why I bumped it sort of like above average. Um, but he didn't take such strides that it was like, this guy's going to be, you know, yeah. one of the, in the running for a defensive right. team. Um, or he's a true you know, he, three and D guy. Right. And I think he is like good enough. To, I mean, what, what we saw this year is exactly that a really good three and D player, somebody who can guard big wings, somebody who can stand in, in the corner and hit threes at a high rate. Um, didn't do it to the degree I think that we would mm-hmm. want. Like that's that's a B, a B caliber three and D guy, not mm-hmm. an A plus caliber three and D guy. Right. Um, but that's the kind of growth that I think we need to continue to see from him. And then you start to factor in some of the other stuff offensively. Uh, good weak side rim protector. I thought he did a really good job getting his hands in passing lanes. Like there's a lot to be happy with from Patrick defensively. Um, and I think he definitely had growth, but I don't necessarily consider him like all defensive you know Jaden right. McDaniels he's, even he's not elite yet which is why I think it makes sense uh that we all rounded out um as far as our grades for Pat on the defensive end in the somewhere in the B range yeah, yeah. better than his offense yeah on some nights you were yeah. really impressed by what he did on the defensive end and as you were uh so eloquently explaining Will what it means for Pat to be asked to guard that guy uh that the Bulls opponents were throwing at him every night uh, so I, I think I went with a B minus. I think you did as well, Will. And Big Dave, you gave him a strong B. It's a solid B, yeah. I, you know, I, I think that those are those are fair grades for Pat yeah. on the defensive end. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take our second break. We'll come back to wrap up with some meathead grades mm-hmm. for Patrick and then also talk a little bit more about what we can expect next from Pat and a look at some of the, the things going on for him this offseason because I saw some people in the comments asking about that. We will do all that coming up after the break while you are hitting that thumbs up button subscribing to the chgo sports youtube channel and getting yourself a fresh hawk shirt from the chgo merch blogger is it fresh exciting so yesterday i talked about my main man baby joey mm-hmm. and and i hit me up and told me about his weekend and he wouldn't tell me and i told you he gave me a box right mm-hmm. and he told me not to open it mm-hmm. well he hit me up yesterday mm-hmm. he told me to open it you know what was in it some ping pong balls from the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> he stole saying. some of the, ha- the Columbus saying, Blue Jackets ping pong balls. I'm just saying, dog. He, I was like, "What is this, man?" Ruthless. And he just, he just, he just said, "You know what it is." And then before he hung up, he said, "But you know, I got one question. Why? Why? Why are these glasses are so expensive, Big Dave?" Oh, he don't the get Columbus it. Columbus Blue Jackets never understood. Never Dave. understood. They never understood. Oh, they never understood. They ain't get it. They never understood, man. Yeah. Why? Why? They don't understand. <laughs> but I'll tell you who don't get it either. Shady Rays don't get it, and Shady Rays don't like it. So Shady Rays is going to change it. Shady Rays, that independent sunglasses company, offers that world-class product. It's just as good as any expensive pair that you have ever put on your sexy face. They got those durable frames, those extremely clear optics, and they got those premium polarized shades 
and you can get all of that awesomeness at an affordable price and you can get them for your outdoor and as this man right here matthew peck proves every day your indoor adventures and also shirtless wonder was out there chilling he had on some glasses. I'm just going to assume they were some Shady Rays because he was oh, having his know outdoor adventure. Wonder Rock Shady Rays. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he rocked anything else. That's just how it rolls. And you know what else they got? They got that Matt Peck Lost and Broken Replacements plan. Yeah. Hey! That was actually from Joy because of that number one pick. That was the happiness. That was a Hawks hat toss. Hawks hat toss. But alas, those glasses were still on there. They were, they were snapping in half. But he ain't getting mad. You know why? Because he can send them right back in and get himself another pair of that awesomeness from Shady Rays. And if he don't like it and he's not feeling how they look, he's like, hey, man, this don't make me look as cool as Will to go Gottlieb. And I say, well, one, you ain't I the, never looked that cool. Well, I understand. Because for one, you ain't the Quaff King. That's step exactly. one. But then step two, if you don't like it, you can send it on back and get yourself a fresh new pair as long as you do it within 30 days, y'all. So, exclusively for our listeners out there, Shady Ray is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code C-H-G-O, get yourself 50% off of two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. Try it by yourself! Them shades that are rated, how many stars, Will? One, two, three... Four. Five, five of them stars. Over 250,000 people that have put it on their face. That's 500,000 eyes. <laughs> that's what that is. Do the math. See? Two eyes, two pairs. You get that? All right. That's what it is. Because it's Shady Rays. What a raise. Are what, Joey? Oh, so shady. <sighs> One of these days, that try for yourself line is going to give me a heart attack, Dave. <laughs> a fatal. Hard Will it be one of relief? <laughs> it's going to be one of death. It's going to be one of death. It's not going to be a Chicago sports-related heart attack that eventually gets me. Okay. It's going to be Dave blurting out some line of an ad read unexpectedly with such ferocity. Well, would you want to go any other way than by my hand? <laughs> I mean, if it has to be somebody. Be some, I'm glad it was you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Exciting. Joseph. Matt, thank you for saying my name, and that's all you had to do. (laughs) Because it it reminds me that I want to talk about the Combat Energy Efficiency Program. I knew that you did. And how it is committed to helping families and businesses like CHGO and families like this show that is a family in the communities that they serve. And what are they helping? Well, they're helping you manage energy usage and lower your energy bills both now and into the future. That's right. Uncle Joseph, mm. Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory, mm. which is vast. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, and industrial processes. Matt Pack, tell the people how it works. I'll mm. tell you, Uncle Joe. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. Just like the goals and needs of young Joseph, of mm. baby Joseph, was stealing ping pong balls from the Blue Jackets last night. These could be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Can't Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation includes estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback plans. Mm. If you... Own a business 
or your nephew owns a business, Joe. Mm. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comment.com slash powering biz. Matt, was that uh, comment.com slash powering biz? That's correct, Joe. Comment.com slash powering biz. B I Z biz. Schedule your appointment today. Perfect. <laughs> Ah, Joey's awesome. Uh, <laughs> while we have uh, some momentum of uh, silliness, let's uh, get to our meathead grades for Patrick Williams this season. Uh, all right, so we've got we've got some some abbreviations here. Or though, I'm guessing Will's is not an abbreviation because it just looks like <laughs> the word more. Does that, that stand for something, or is that you just asking for more? He, he didn't that even is, put an M. Just <laughs> he just said nope, more. That's it. That is correct. <laughs> we need more. We need yeah. more. Th- I feel like that's oh, a man. very meat-heady grade. Yes. Yeah. More. More. And it's, I, it's not an acronym, but it is in all caps for those of you who are just listening to this on podcast. And that's because we need more emphatically. Mm. We need more. Mm. We need mm. more. <laughs> more from Patrick. More. More. I'm, pi- I'm picturing an angrier more. Yes. Like, What's his name? Uh, Kylo Ren from the new Star Wars. Okay, yeah. yeah. More. Yeah, okay. That gift that everybody yeah, uses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. That's more how I feel. Power. That's, 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 yeah. I'm Patrick with that. Williams. I'm with you that. that? You with, with that, that one? Go to Hats it. off to Otto. Hats off to Otto? Nope. <laughs> Porter <laughs> Jr.? Trying to sound him out here. Um, he said Porter Jr. Oh, are you trying to guess my meathead grade? Yeah, yes. he was trying to see what yours was. I see. Okay. Run the... Mm, no. Um, it is not hats off to Otto. <laughs> I don't know what that would have to do with Patrick Williams. Hats off to offense? It might not be hats uh, off to anything. I'll give you a clue. Okay. It would make our friend Mark K. mad. Oh, he's only 21. Yeah! <laughs> the meathead of all meatheadedness as far as how I still feel about Patrick Williams. I'm not giving up. This young man is a young man. Yeah. 21 years of age. He is. Came in as the youngest rookie of his draft class and is still a child. Yes. He is younger than Joey. <laughs> Significantly. We tease wild. all the time for basically still being a fetus. Significantly younger. <laughs> 21 years old. The blossoming can still happen. Oh. And I'm not giving up yet. And that is my meatheadedness. As far as how I feel about Patrick Williams right now. I like I, that. I think that's fine. He is only 21. Like, that's a fact. 21. I also um, did just kind of to, to piss me, off To me, like, the... Well, this, is, this was really only his second season. That thing kind of... That kind of annoys me. Because, like, he... First of all, he played games last year. Second of all, if you look at his total minutes played... And his total games played over the course of his career, he's played about as much as you would expect for a third-year player to have played. Yeah. And it's not like he was just, like, at home on the couch watching, eating, like, a bag of chips watching NBA <laughs> games yeah. during his second season. Like, he's working out with professional NBA trainers. He's watching done. film with professional coaches. Like, that's a, that's a piece of growing and being a professional. So, yes, the minutes weren't there last year, the volume and attempts and all that stuff. He is still only 21, but, like, let's not forget, that was his third season. I, I just, like, I don't like the excuse that, well, that was really only his second year. Mm-hmm. I hear, I hear that a lot, and I don't like it. He missed. Kind of was. Kind of was. Kind of was. He played 17 games. He played in the playoffs. 17 like, games, though. 
He has as, as many uh, playoff games as Zach Levine. Oh, that's just a shot at Zach. That, that, <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's played oh. in him. He's played in him. That's like a Bleacher oh. Report stat. He's that's played like in him. Cool, will you? Yeah. Yeah. When he's wearing gray like, jerseys yeah, on Tuesdays. He's like, yeah, of course, because the team had just made their way back to the playoffs for the first time in for freaking ever. No, so it's, played, it is. It's a cop out. It's a cop it's out. A cop but out. but he he did miss a lot of the season. Yeah, he missed a lot of the season, but he did not miss the entire season. Mm. All right. <laughs> He's still only 21. Uh, Big Dave. Yes. RTSB. Rebound the stupid basketball. That's, that's what my wow, guess that's is going to awesome. be. It's Rebound bad, the stupid basketball. I like that. I'm, I should just he wouldn't say stupid. He wouldn't Thinking? say stupid. Yeah, that, that's the one part that I thought maybe wasn't what it was. Because I was like, yeah. I don't think Dave would call it a stupid basketball. That was my guess. I wouldn't, I but I love that. No, run. That was fucking awesome. Run uh-huh. the uh-huh. stupid Stupid basketball. break. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anybody else? Good. Yeah, like that that run guess that is ish just stuck back. in my brain and I can't think of anything else. Okay. Run, run that ish back. That's run what that Parra shit says. Back. Parra Jr. is correct. There it is. Run that shit back. That's yeah. exactly what it means. Run that shit back. Way to go, Parra. Run it back. Run it back, Good Pat. stuff, Parra. Run it back, dog. Forget, let's do it again. Do it again. Take your off season. Go back to the camp with DeMar. Realize what you did right. Realize what you did wrong. Work on it like you like to work because we know he likes to work. We see it all the time. Work on all of it. Bring your ass back and be a better basketball player. That's it. Run it back, dog, because that's all we can really do. Right. Like, it's run it back. Every, it's not skill for him no more for me. It's not. It's all mental for me now. It's not skill. I know you can shoot. I know you can play. I've seen you score 30 in the league. I know you can do this. I've seen you help us win games. I've seen you shoot. I've seen you rebound. I've seen you defend. I know you can do all this stuff. I need you to get your mental correct. That's what it's about. So that's what I mean when I say just run that shit back, bro. Repetition. Let's do it again, bro. Run it back. But but I think that maybe that's what worries some Bulls fans is mm-hmm. if we just not only Pat, telling Pat to run it back, but telling the Bulls to run it back, that's what I worry about. If this team stays as is and they just you know retain Kobe – and they signed Vooch to a new deal. DeMar's still here. Zach's still here. I, I have very little faith that anything will change with Pat. You think it'll all be the same just getting those guys? If Yeah, like good okay. for Pat for playing 82 this year. Mm-hmm. And good for what you did on the defensive end. Yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed that we didn't see more on the offensive end. But how will that window open up anymore? If, how many people well, thought it was going to for Kobe, though? Yeah, true. And also, Matt, that's, that's a fair counterpoint. the things that he can control, he still wasn't good at. Yeah, okay. And that's what I mean with that. We just sat in the last segment and talked about Zach Levine right. and Kobe yelling at him because he right. wouldn't shoot the ball. He can control just, those things. You good. can't control Billy not calling plays for you. You right. can't control DeMar being ahead of you. But you can control if your ass gets to the basket if you have the basketball in your hands. I, I get that. It's, I, I think it's maybe just that the, the phrase, run that shit back, just As a Bulls fan right now is very triggering. It sets you off right there? Yes. Okay. Because I don't but want that's, to. That's right. what you were talking well, about when you said he's only 21. Like, that's what I think that's about. That's not triggering either, man. <laughs> Look at Kobe. People. Look at Kobe. Look at Lowry. Like, it's like, I mean, it's easy to think because we've seen him for two and a half, three years that we've yeah. seen what he's going to be. But it's sometimes like, you know, it takes... It takes a couple like, years I, for guys to take another patience, step bro. forward. Mm-hmm. And what Big Dave said is true. How many times we see him... Once or twice a game, go to that, like, you know, shifty, mid-range, crossover, and just elevate and score. Like, he's he's saw, like he, he looks apart in he a lot of part. ways. Yeah. He's still physically 
coming into some of that stuff, I think. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I don't think it's a guarantee, but you got to keep yeah. the door open that he's going to keep but that's why I say strides. run it back. Right, like, I agree. I'm very patient with him. You know what I mean? Ultimately, I like you. Like, I'm patient with it. He's so important to the out, the future yeah. of this team with this. Like, if you want anything to do with this core, you just you need to get more out of Pat. So how can you not run it back? What's the other option? Yeah. Uh, so as far as this offseason for Pat um, and, and what the Bulls are looking at with their books, the Bulls obviously exercise their option uh, to extend the final year of Pat's rookie scale contract, which means this coming season he's on their books for $9.8 million. Following that, as a restricted out. free agent, um, if no extension is signed in the summer of 24, he'll have a qualifying offer at $12.9 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- I mean, where are you guys on what the Bulls should, should do with this young player? Not, I'm not suggesting that they are like, hey, shop Pat instead of signing him to a new contract. I'm just saying, like, how do you think he and the Bulls feel about their relationship coming into this offseason? That's a good question uh, and, and a tough one to answer because I, I honestly don't know. But just from the outside looking in, it feels like they are okay with each other's relationship and, and how it's going. Uh, Pat, I don't – he doesn't strike me as one to complain, but he also doesn't strike me as one – that won't tell you the truth. Like, he seems like he's he's very blunt. And even though it's very nicely said, he's very blunt in what he's saying stuff, which is why he says things like, oh, yeah, I could be a, a superstar in this league. Like, he's blunt with this, you know? Um, the Bulls clearly roll with him, you know what I mean? Because of AK and Marquez, we see they have he's not even brought up in anything. Um, when they, they have an opportunity to trade him, they, they didn't make him available to be traded, even if it was uh, Jeremy Grant. They didn't make him available. And it was at the uh, deadline when it was time to make trades to see if they can get better. Again, like he said, there weren't trades available. That means they weren't willing to trade anybody, but anybody also includes Patrick Williams. So they still have faith in him. They still want to see if he'll blossom. Uh, He's still their first pick, you know. He's still the first pick of this front office that they've ever made. So they're going to roll with that, man. And we're going to see what Patrick Williams can develop into. And I think he can develop into a for real NBA player. Yeah, I think at this point they they kind of have to. Um, they hedged their bets a little bit in terms of not going all the way in with the win now group around Demar and Zach and Vooch. Mm. They wanted to have sort of a younger, like like layer in some younger crop of guys that could develop and and on cheap contracts hopefully begin to contribute. Um, I think they they have to continue to see what they can get from Pat, and I think they will because at this point. We know what the ceiling of the the win now group is, mm-hmm. and you can't you cannot, in good conscience, like invest more of your resources into that. I think we're past that point. Really, the only option at this point is if you're gonna trade him, it has to be for like a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're going to continue on this path, or you're gonna try to get younger, or whatever it is, like Pat has to be the focal point mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And, and spending and investing resources in him and his improvement, mm-hmm. I think is one of the most important things that this franchise has mm. to do. Mm. Um, mm. A couple more quick thoughts and then we'll get out of here. As far as what you guys want to see Pat working on with his game this offseason, using the offseason to improve what he can be for this team next year, assuming he'll still be around. And I think most of us believe very strongly that he mm. will be. You know, as, as you talk about the whole Camp DeMar thing and whether or not that's going to happen with Pat again this summer, 
But whether it's there, wherever he is working on his game, I, you know, I just jotted down a couple of notes about things I want to see Pat do better next season. I want to see him rebound the ball better. Mm. I want to see his ball handling improve. Yes. Because I think that could then translate into something that Bulls fans really want to see from Pat is initiating more offense yeah. for this team that became so one or maybe two-dimensional offensively for the past two seasons now. And I think some the, the thing that is most apparently holding Pat back from doing that is he's not a very strong ball handler. Yeah, That's Increase fair. your protection of that ball as you're trying to initiate offense, and maybe you can initiate some more offense next season. Yeah, and I need him to not be as simplistic and uh, as predictable, you know, when he's making his moves. They, mm-hmm. they, he does have, like, kind of a predictable uh, way he goes about his things, like – when he's trying to make a move to the basket, right. I'm saying. He has one it's, move. Yes. Right. When, this, it's when he's being unpredictable when you see him do a stop, turn around, fade away from the baseline shot. Right. You're like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? That. Give me more of that. So, yeah, I need to, I just need him to get that belief more. But, again, for me, it's all mental, bro. It's, it's like a little bit of a difference between a player like Kawhi, who people marvel at the mechanics of his game offensively. Mm. You know, he, he just picks apart a defense with his – wonderful mechanics but you don't necessarily want robotic mm. which i think is what you see a lot with yes. that offensively where yeah. it's like okay i'm beep dribbling beep or beep. i'm going to try and post up or i'm going to try and spin this way and there's just no fluidity to it mm. um so yeah that's wanna, the difference between mechanic and robotic i want to piggyback off the handling thing because i think pat obviously has a couple of skills that he's really good at he can shoot the ball he needs to do it more confident confidently um he can pass the ball pretty well when he does have an advantage We've seen like that left-handed, you know, one-handed live dribble pass. Um, I think he's a good decision maker when he needs to be. But you can have all these one individual skills, but I think if you add ball handling that where you were a one-dimensional player, now you can become a two- or three-dimensional player just by improving your ball handling. We saw it with Kobe this year. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden he's playing off of his shot. He is forcing defenders to react to him, and then he can use his decision-making to make the right play. I think the same is true for Pat. Um, and if he can get into the lane and make decisions, whether it's pass out or get all the way to the basket, I think mm-hmm. he really needs to work on his free throw drawing and finishing around the rim. Getting there is the key to doing that. You can't do that unless you get all the way to the basket. Yeah. Um, we've seen him settle a lot. So I think the, the ball handling will open up so many doors for him yes. to improve. Agreed. And for me, that is going to be like the single most important thing that he works on this summer. I dig that. I dig that. I dig that. All right, y'all. That's going to do it for today. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back here tomorrow with another show, 4 o'clock Chicago time. Um, Enjoy your NBA playoff action tonight. Get your bets in at DraftKings Sportsbook with that promo code CHGO. Make some same-game parlays for some epic game fives. Hey, shirtless. Shirtless wonder. Shirtless wonder. And you're right. He's rocking some shades. No. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, one more reminder, grab yourself an amazing CHGO Hawk shirt from the Merch Locker. This one or any of them, all of them on sale for $23 today, today only to celebrate the Hawks winning the draft lottery last night. Uh, keep it locked here, CHGO Sports YouTube channel. We got White Sox pregame coming up before their game, and then we'll have White Sox and Cubs postgame for you guys later on tonight. See. After both of those games. See. You saying the Spanish word for yes? Yes, okay. I am. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> you can follow our producer and our friend Joey at Joey's Path is Will the Goat, Will underscore Golly, Big Dave, Bow.
BAWL Sports. We are CHO underscore Bulls. I'm Bulls underscore Pack. Thank you for tuning in as always. Yo. This has been CHO Bulls from the DraftKings Sportsbook, friends. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Let's go, Draft Lottery. Be good. One week from tonight, Bulls. You're up. We out.